0: So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys.
3: It's Thursday, June 4th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. The coronavirus pandemic has reduced public education in the U.S. to a shell of its former self. A Reuters survey of several school districts found that students aren't having enough face time with teachers, Some districts don't even take attendance for online classes, and access to classes is also difficult at times. Michael Pell, reporter at Reuters, joins us for how schools have been affected. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks for having me today. Talking about coronavirus, it's hard to lose track of our children and all of this and the students and how schools have also had to be shut down in addition you know all the businesses the world basically stopped but we're looking forward now to reopening a lot of states are already in that process schools are still trying to figure it out whether they will continue virtual learning this distance learning as they're calling it but there's some analysis that you guys were doing there at Reuters and found out that a lot of kids in the latter half of this school year just kind of either gave up because they knew some of the grades weren't going to count. Just a lot of problems overall with the schools. Michael, tell us a little bit about what you're learning.
1: I think that what we found by surveying districts across the country is that education is really a fraction of its former self under distance learning. And that's not because teachers aren't trying. It's not because school administrators aren't trying. It's not because parents aren't trying. And really often, it's not because students aren't trying. It's because for the vast majority of students, distance learning is not effective. According to what teachers, researchers, and parents told us, we're finding out that school districts aren't taking attendance. Schools are not grading students. Schools are providing a small fraction of the live instruction that they were prior to closing. As a result, parents are having to take on a lot of the load, parents who are already working in most cases, And students, their education development, and sometimes even their health is falling by the wayside. And I say health because we also found that schools, as many people know, are critical for providing nutrition to students. And in the districts that we surveyed alone, we found out that districts are serving 4.5 million fewer meals a week. And these are meals that are meant for hungry children, disadvantaged children, and these children are often missing these meals.
3: An interesting thing with all of this is as we've seen coronavirus kind of spread throughout the country and the world, obviously, we're seeing that children aren't really affected as much as others. They're either not getting it in the same numbers or they're not getting it as severe as other people. So a lot of people were making the call, why don't we reopen the schools since they're not as affected in the same ways? There's been almost no deaths of children with this, but still the plan to reopen Still eludes a lot of school districts. They don't know exactly how they're going to do it just yet.
1: That's absolutely right. Very, very small numbers of children have died, and it seems like most of them have had critical health conditions even before that. It's also not clear that closing schools prevents community spread of the disease. The latest research is really starting to call that into question. But districts are not public health officials. A lot of them don't understand the health issues. They're relying on advice from other sources. And right now, they're trying to make their plans for September. And what we found is that there are a few options that most districts are looking at. Either a partial reopening, which would mean maybe two days a week or something like that, in order to try to at least pretend like they're following social distancing guidelines. Although a lot of districts that we spoke with said Even having two shifts of students going through classes, they really often will not be able to keep students six feet apart. The other option is continuing with distance learning. So as a lot of parents have told us, essentially that means really not having school for another semester. Those are really the two main options that districts are looking at.
3: Yeah, because if they bring the children back, they have to keep that social distancing, protective equipment for students and teachers and cleaning. I think they say that it's a little cost prohibitive to be able to do all of that is just a lot of extra work and a lot of money that isn't around right now, considering how the economy has shut down. So it definitely is a tough situation there. Another issue with all of this too is access. A lot of kids at home don't have the same access to the resources they have while they're in school. You have a few stories in your article talking about how A family might only have one or two computers and everybody's kind of vying for time on that computer to be able to complete your assignments, do your research, whatever you need to do. And oftentimes it's not just the students, it's the parents that need those computers, too. So it's some of these issues of access are also very difficult to navigate.
1: Absolutely. And I should say that one of the third options under consideration for this fall is fully reopening schools. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Access to material, access to devices, access to just broadband Internet are all unevenly distributed. We spoke with Fort Wayne uh, School District in Indiana, and they said that they're having a tremendous problem with students not being able to access resources online. The same is true in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia School District made a supreme effort to get devices to students, and that still didn't always solve the problem. Like you said, you have parents that need devices as well. You have parents that need access to the internet as well. Not only that, but even when you get devices in the kids' hands, even if you make Wi-Fi available to students, you still have all sorts of other problems that crop up, and parents need to be the tech team. Parents need to be able to answer the questions for the students. I got to be honest, I wasn't a great student, and I'm not a great teacher. (laughs) And so I've got my kids at home right now. And when they come to questions frequently, I have to scratch my head and go, man, I don't know, you better go see your mom because I'm not good at answering this kind of question. And I think that there are a lot of parents in that type of situation as well, because they're being relied on to be the teacher for most of the day.
3: This is going to be something that we're going to be looking at for quite some time. There's so many questions still on all of this. Obviously, first and foremost, how will we reopen? But then beyond that, the end of this school year has been such a mess are students even going to be prepared when they go back to be in the next grade, to learn more difficult lessons? I mean, these are all things we're going to have to look at and it's going to be quite some time before everybody really recovers from all of it. So definitely something to watch for. Michael Pell, reporter at Reuters. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate
3: it. I'm Oscar Ramirez and this has been your daily coronavirus update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause.
2: any disease.
4: Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety?